This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The Matipa Foundation has donated 30 million rand to help struggling university students. The co-founder um, and CEO of the foundation, uh, foundation that is Dr. Precious Muloy Matipa, announced a donation of 30 million rand to student representative councils in an effort to minimize the financial burden on students and address the urgent issue of youth unemployment. This donation, we're told, will assist students with their registration fees and outstanding debt. Let's get some word now and reaction. Uh, from the South African Union of uh, Students, uh, the Deputy President, that's uh, Siataba Ngonyane. Uh, Siataba, uh, thanks very much for your time. Good afternoon. Thank you so much and good afternoon to you and your listeners at home. It's an absolute pleasure. Perhaps let's get your initial reaction um, after hearing this news of this 30 million rand. Absolutely, we welcomed the donation by the Mazepa Foundation as it will absolutely assist with the immediate problems that we're currently facing with registration. We applaud the the contribution as this is not the first time that they contributed. But over and above that, we see it as an opportunity for other private sector um, companies and organizations to also be motivated and make their own contributions into the sector as well. Mm. As the South African Union of uh, Students what is the current assessment of the situation on the ground? I mean, yesterday we hearing we heard word of a protest at Wits University, also now at the University of Pretoria, even though it's uh, workers, but seemingly students have now been involved. But let's speak about the constraints financially of students. Your assessment across the country, perhaps, at this present moment in high learning institutions. The, what's happening with registration right now is actually quite frustrating, even though some of the issues are things that we face every year as we approach registration and during the registration period. But what we've seen with this year is that universities are actually simply refusing to work together with students because we've seen that across the country, um, they not only want students to sign acknowledgments of debt, but they also want them to make particular um, percentage contributions. I was actually speaking to the Treasurer General of the Student Representative Council of SMU just on Friday, Mm. and she was letting me know that in her institution, they were actually even enforcing a loan system where students who are owing no matter how how much you are owing 50,000 rand, 5,000 rand, 100,000 rand, they want you to actually get a loan to pay that off and it's so frustrating for students because if I can't afford to pay 5,000 rands now and you take me to a private institution like a bank and you say I must borrow this a massive amount of money and as a student I must live with the pressure that already as I'm sitting on the desk I'm paying an amount of 100,000 rand that I don't have keeping in mind with the with the struggles that we're facing with employment as well it seems like it's a very unfair um, approach that institutions are taking and we've pleaded with um, the deans we've, we've pleaded with uh, if the financial officers in the universities but they just seem to not want to come to the table and there is also the issue of NSFAS as well students are still struggling with that a lot of them are still waiting for responses and what we've seen is that a lot of them find themselves in a situation where their application statuses are still on uh, uh, under evaluation mm. and even after the evaluation they find that they're being rejected 
So it is a difficult time for all of us right now, and we're trying our best, trying to meet with all these stakeholders, but the situation that is on the ground is definitely a representative of what exactly is happening in the sector. Mm. How does the solution look like for you? For us, the immediate solution right now is that uh, we need assistance. One, NSFAS needs to pull up their stocks in terms of their their processing of systems, responses to students. Uh, We know that they pay registration fee and so on and so forth. But a lot of universities, such as the University of of UKZN, have had to um, 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 postpone the closure of the registration periods because students are, are, are sitting with no responses from NSFAS. So we need a, an intervention from NSFAS. I am speaking about NSFAS because over 1.1 million students in the country being funded by NSFAS. Mm. So every time when we speak about funding, we must speak on that. Sorry. And then there's the 400,000 um, missing middle students that are mm. not funded by NSFAS that now the the private sector as well as uh, institutions of higher learning must work with us now to ensure that these students also have access to higher education and training. So this is the intervention such as the Motepa Foundation. This is where private sector also comes in because education is, is not a good only for the government, but it's a good for the public. So even the private sector also benefits from the students that are produced by institutions of high learning. So we need assistance with carrying the debt. We were promised free education. Unfortunately, that's not what what we're seeing in the country right now. And we need um, assistance even from the private sector to help students carry the debt. Mm. And what's your um, approach, Siataba, on issues of outstanding debt? Because we know that there are some students who uh, perhaps are facing challenges in terms of registration because, you know, they owe uh, the institution. So the approach then of the Union of Students, what does it look like at this present moment? We are trying to get um, into conversations and interventions with institutions, and it depends on whichever um, approach each institution um, wants to take. For instance, um, we would be in support of the signing of acknowledgement of debt at this point because that's the universities are only seeming to understand that form of language. But over and above that, it doesn't make sense for a student to be able to register and study from first year, second year, third year. And when they arrive at their fourth year, as an institution, you say we're not going to allow you to register because you're owing us fees. That is a bad investment on the part of institutions of higher learning because you can't stop me from entering back into, into the system in my final year when I'm supposed to finish go and work and possibly be able to pay back the money. For me, that is just bad investment. But we are trying to engage um, uh, even the, the minister. We've, we've spoken to the minister and we've said, um, even with students that have actually qualified and they now need to look for jobs, there are still institutions that are not giving students their qualification, which doesn't make mathematical sense because why would you not give me a qualification to look for a job Whereas you say I must pay you the money that I owe you. So that doesn't make sense on our part. Mm. But we are working with different organizations. We're still um, trying to mitigate, uh, 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 trying to sort out the issues um, in different institutions by approaching it as per institution. Because a lot of the times we found that the blanket approaches don't work um, across all universities. We find that certain universities will get more attention over other universities, but we're trying to get through 
to a point where we get what the issues are from each every university mm. and try to see how we can intervene as students ourselves um, as in the union. Sure. So, Ataba, as a final question, when I do have you on the line, there's many students now facing frustration and perhaps anxiety because they haven't found placement in their desired university or any university at all. Um, as the union, what's your call um, looking at issues of alternative uh, avenues for students at such a time? There's definitely a crisis uh, in terms of the gap that exists between basic education and higher education and training. Mm. It can be that we, for for an example, we know that we're going to produce a total of um, 800,000 matriculants, uh, for an example, in a particular year. But the only amount of space we have in institutions of higher learning, inclusive of TVET colleges, are only 200,000. Mm. And we're saying matriculants must must work hard to get into universities and TVs, they must work hard, but we don't have the space or the capacity to absorb those students. So uh, uh, what the government, what Parliament needs to do is to have an integrated system between basic education and higher education, but over and above that, a further integration in terms of what are the skills that are needed by our economy as it stands. Sure. Because a lot of the reason why we find that some students are not finding space in universities is because we also as students will study one course and then we change to the next course because I'm not going to find a job with the course that I've studied. Mm. So we need to be as a country be able to assess what are the skills that our economy actually needs right now and how can we integrate that back into the system to make sure that we produce graduates that are going back into the economy and are going to work so that we make space um, for, 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 for younger students sure. to get in. Because the reality is that, as a lot of people might suggest, your own businesses, do your own thing. That is unfortunately not a a reality for a lot of people because a lot of us come from poor backgrounds. And if I can't afford to pay my fees, how do you think I would be able to start my own pharmacy, for an example? So, yeah, those are some of the suggestions that we're looking at. All right. So, Taba, I want to thank you very much for your time this afternoon. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.